Welcome to the TurfNet Renovation Report brought to you by Golf Preservations and the Andersons. I'm Anthony Piappi, your host. Joining me today is Jim Barrett. He's the managing uh, member of James Barrett Associates LLC, which is a golf course irrigation design and consulting business out of New Jersey. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you. Appreciate being invited. Now, Jim, you've been in this business since 1969. Let's talk about how you got, got into this, because when you started, there really was no consulting for irrigation design. Is that correct? Uh, certainly in the eastern part of the country, there were a few consultants in California, but nobody nobody east of the Mississippi at that time. And you started off, how did this? How did you get into this, this business? Okay, uh, when I got out of the service in 1969, I went to work as the clerk of the works at Craigburn Golf Club outside of Buffalo, which was then in construction. Robert Trent Jones was the architect, along with Cavill Robinson. After a couple of years of that, they hired me to work for one of their in-house contracting firms, Florida Golf Corporation. Uh, after a couple of years there in 1972, I actually went into Mr. Jones's design firm in New Jersey uh, as a design associate. Over a period of a couple of years, I took over the irrigation design function there and uh, stayed there till 1985. When I left and formed my own uh, independent design and consulting firm. In, when you started off your own business, what was the state-of-the-art irrigation system? Then? The state-of-the-art at that time was an awful lot of quick coupler systems, a few single-row automatic systems, and a very, very few double-row systems. It was just coming out of manual irrigation going into automatic. And most of the design work was done by uh, distributors at that time and, and even some contractors. Uh, there's a huge change, isn't it, that they're going from spending all this time essentially hand-watering and quick quick coupling to systems that will run on their own. Absolutely. It, uh, it was a big uh, shift. And then uh, the next big shift, of course, was when computers came in and, and, and that changed it all over again from the electromechanical timing devices to the computerized uh, devices. Systems based on PCs, which really became uh, pretty much fully automatic. They could be run completely off of sensors if uh, people trusted them. Right. Most people didn't, but they could be run that way. That's interesting. Most people didn't trust the sensors because if they failed, that was kind of the superintendent's job. I'm sure that's how they were looking at it. Absolutely. And, and, and it was awful. It was, a lot of it was new stuff, and a lot of people were very, very comfortable with their own seat of the pants determination of when they had to irrigate right. and uh, it took a long time to get over that and a lot of guys today still don't uh, really uh, do it with the automatic system they still use a lot of their own input. right especially now would you have moisture sensors and all of that that they can they can check out you know certain tiny areas on their golf course and figure out what they need Oh yeah, and then you see it all the time on greens. They're walking around with the TDRs and uh, right, you know, soil moisture sensors and uh, getting getting readings on different very small parts of the greens. For a course that's coming into to you to, uh, we're going to renovate or we're going to re we're restoring our golf course or we want a, we want a new irrigation system on an existing course. What do you think the average ages of the existing irrigation system that you're replacing? 17 to 20 years. And that is based on our empirical knowledge. So there's nothing necessarily scientific about that. Okay. But that's what we see. Uh, a few are older than that. And a few that had had some problems were younger than that. But that's, that's the typical average we see, 17 to 20 years. And if I'm, the, if I'm a green chairman or a club president or a superintendent and I come to you and say, we feel like we need a new irrigation system, do you do an assessment of that before you come in or do you let them make the determination that they want a system? 
it goes both ways. We uh, we certainly do a lot of evaluation of systems. Uh, on the other hand, some systems are so obviously in in, in trouble that uh, it's really a waste of their money for us to do a, an evaluation. Okay. Uh, a lot of superintendents uh, certainly know what's wrong with their systems, and uh, they can uh, explain it as well as I can. Uh, the other side of that one is that uh, uh, the old story, you know, of, of uh, an expert is somebody who lives 50 miles away. Right. Uh, the superintendent can tell them they exactly. need a new system, and then they still say they want to get a second opinion, and so then they get us to do it, and we say the same thing, but then they're happy. Right. <laughs> and the superintendent's happy because he's getting a new irrigation system. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's sort of myth that they didn't believe him, but uh, right. <laughs> that's, that, that's the nature of the beast, I think. That's, that's understandable. Take me through the process of how you, how you go about selecting an irrigation system for, a, for an existing golf course. Uh, most of it is uh, interaction with uh, the superintendent and uh, his irrigation tech, if he has one. Okay. What's wrong with your system? What are the deficiencies? What are your, what are your desires? Number one, uh, water windows become a huge deal lately. Uh, they want to get things watered very quickly, four or five hours. Do you have a supply uh, adequate for that? Do you have a pumping system adequate for that? Right. Are, you, are your mains adequate for that? And, and uh, you know, generally, what are the deficiencies in your system? And aside from just aged components, the, a lot of the times what we find is the system designed, say, in the 80s or 90s had too small a pumping system and too small mains and so forth for the capacity that today's superintendents are looking for. So even if your system's components are in fairly good shape, uh, you cannot hit a four or five hour water window. And therefore, you need a new pumping system and new mains. And as soon as you say that, you basically need a whole new system. Right. So, Jim, this isn't about needing more water then. It's, it's needing to water quicker. That's what we often find the case. In, in some cases, they need more water. A lot of times, as you know, uh, when people go to renovate a golf course, they end up irrigating more area. Yeah. And that now requires more water and more time and so forth and so on. Uh, barring that, uh, we don't need more water. And in many cases, we can make the case for using less water with the more efficient designs and equipment that are available today, as long as we don't add area, irrigated area. Right. What percentage of golf courses do you think, I know I'm asking this and off the top of your head, when you update a system, actually, actually irrigate more area? Oh, boy, a lot of them. Probably 80%. Okay. And is that going out into the rough when we talk about area that they didn't irrigate and they are now? Is that, are we talking about rough or are we talking about where? Uh, primarily rough. And, and, and as you well know, uh, very recently, the last couple, three years, there's been a movement kind of going the other way. Uh, people are now starting to uh, turn a lot of areas into fescue areas and native areas. Right, right. And, and not water those areas. Right. And, and sometimes that balances out what they want to add in the actual in-play areas. Oh, interesting. Okay, right. So you're at it. You're you're irrigating new areas, but you're taking other other one other areas out of the cycle. That's right. That's right. And so when you get to now, when you go to the next process, and you get you've decided you kind of what you need. Maybe you need a new pumping station. Maybe you need an entirely new system. Take me through the process of how do you select which company you're buying from? How do you select the system? How many heads we're going with that that kind of thing? If you could walk me through that. Okay, again, uh, awful lot of input with the guys that know the site, the superintendent, maybe an irrigation tech. What extent of coverage do you want? 
do you want to water the roughs? Do you not want to water the roughs? Do you be able, want to be able to water the roughs independently of the fairways, which requires part circle heads and a lot more money? Uh, how do you want to handle your greens? How do you want to handle your tees? How do you want to handle bunkers? Do you want sprays on the bunkers? Do you want drip on the bunkers? Uh, do you want nothing on the bunkers? Do you want to water the sand or not water the sand? Uh, that's a big one. A lot of guys have very firm opinions about that. Yeah, that's interesting. So there are some guys who definitely who definitely want to put water down in their bunkers. Absolutely. And and there are guys who do not want any water in the sand, and that's a bit of a challenge. But uh, uh, you know, we can we can at least nominally resolve that. Uh, uh, right. The wind and so forth, uh, part circle heads are not super accurate and the wind blows and, you know, water doesn't always go exactly where we think it's going to go. But we can generally keep it out of bunkers if somebody wants to. And, of course, we can obviously cover the sand if, if that's what they And so this is a this is a real, I mean, now with the, with, the, with the small areas that you can cover with part circle heads and so forth, this is really the superintendent getting down to determining very small areas of what if he, if they have the money to do this of what's going to be irrigated absolutely and 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 your last port was obviously a big seller uh the more the more specific you get with smaller areas the more money you're going to spend right uh and the other thing to remember is that the great many superintendents prefer to hand water greens regardless of what kind of irrigation system they have so we can put the most sophisticated set of part circles and full circles and everything else around putting services, and you'll still see them out there with their hoses uh, because they just prefer to water it on even smaller areas than the uh, most finite uh, part circle system can handle. Right, and like you said before, with the, with the factor of wind, that part circle head may not be putting down on that exact spot that it needs to be. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and uh, as you well know, an awful lot of golf courses never run their irrigation heads on the greens unless they're flushing a green or doing something specific for uh, maintenance reasons. They, they, they hand water them for regular irrigation reasons and they hand water them, uh, for, uh, syringing reasons on hot days. Right. Yeah. I mean, other than they're washing in applications and flushing, like you said, but for the most, it's still really hand, hand watering. Absolutely. And, uh, sometimes that one's a little hard to explain to, uh, greens chairman and, 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 and members and so forth. But, uh, it, it's, that's the fact you can be more accurate with a hose if you're good and respond to the moisture requirements of a very small area, much better uh, with a hose than you can with any size uh, head, part circle, full circle, anything you need. Right. I was going to ask you that question. So now when you get to the point of you've decided on your system, is it, do you find it that it's you that's trying to explain it either to the, to the green committee or to the membership, or is this something that the, again, because you're the, you're more than 50 miles away. So you're the expert. Do you find yourself in sitting in these meetings and trying to explain to people why they're, say, adding hundreds of heads compared to what they had or what a part circle head is? And yes. Yeah, we, we often do it, uh, usually in conjunction with a superintendent. And, and it's, to us, of course, it's not rocket science, and, and, and it isn't rocket science. But to people that don't even know the language, it does take some explaining. Anytime there's a sort of a localized uh, question, uh, that becomes the superintendent's job to answer that one. We just immediately defer to them. Another thing, when you're in the process of uh, deciding which, uh, which manufacturer, for example, to use, the, the biggest item there, obviously, is the, the local support you're going to get from the distributor, and to, to some extent from the national uh, operation, too, but mostly it's the local distributor, and sure. some parts of the country, uh, 
have good distributors from uh, several of the different manufacturers. Most don't. In most parts of the country, I've found one or the other of the big name uh, manufacturers is well established and has by far the better right. service. I was wondering about that. Yeah. And then it's very hard to argue against using that manufacturer. Uh, uh, we certainly recommend to people that they still bid it with multiple manufacturers, but when it gets down to the actual choosing, uh, the one you really want to go with is the one that has the good, established, uh, reliable record of, of, of support. Right. And that really mimics the iron side of it too, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. That, that if there's a, if there's one of the colors is dominating an area, it's because of the service. Yeah. And, and as I say, a few parts of the country and, and the, area around New York City is one of them where there are good distributors from 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 several different colors of uh, manufacturers uh, but boy that's that's rare in my experience most places it's very clearly one or the other hey Jim let's take a quick break and we will be right back from green strainage to sod work golf preservations can handle your project with ease and give you the peace of mind to know the professionals are caring for your valuable golf course assets Visit GolfPreservations.com or call 606-499-2732 to talk to us directly about your next project. Introducing Genesis RX575, a comprehensive fertility and soil amendment product from the Andersons, specifically developed for construction, renovation, aerification, sprigging, sodding, and seeding. This blend of dispersing granule, DG, components provides the most comprehensive fertilizer the Andersons has ever offered, with the goal of providing a single product solution designed to save time in application and reduce fertility program complexity. For a limited time, take advantage of a special introductory offer. For more information on Genesis RX 575, visit startwithgenesis.com. Okay, we're back on the TurfNet Renovation Report. My guest is Jim Barrett from uh, Barrett and Associates Golf Irrigation and Consulting. And we're talking about if you have, if you're renovating or restoring a golf course and you're looking for a new irrigation system, how you go about this. One of the things I wanted to get back to, we were talking about the membership is, do you get some pushback of members that are like, hey, this system that we have now makes a lot of sense. Why do we need to irrigate rough? Why do we need more heads? Do you have that, or do you, do you think that they're grasping what's going on? Oh yeah, no that that happens that happens very frequently, and especially with people who are you know concerned about the amount of money they're spending for obvious reasons. It it uh, it it comes up in almost all of those discussions. That is, some of those discussions can go on forever as, as to how you know why and 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 why and why not. Uh, there is continual improvement in the technology of the of the components the controllers and the uh, uh, heads have been there have been huge advances in the controllers and the heads as a result you can be much more efficient in terms of your use of water and power and therefore save money in the long run using the new technology uh, and in terms of the number of heads you can make a case that I can use a quantity of more heads that are more efficient than what you have in your existing system and yet use less water because they're that much more efficient. Right, and that seems to be the one that when I hear the the, the the number of heads that are used on systems now that's just, I mean, we're talking 12, 1600 heads, right? In some oh, yeah. on courses that can afford that? Yep, and more, but those get into the higher end courses. Uh, but, you know, 1200 heads is, is, is not unrealistic at all these days. And uh, 
it often replaces a system that has say 800, 900, 1000 heads, uh, but with the more efficient uh, uh, sprinklers, the better controls, uh, improved design uh, criteria. Uh, you can definitely use less water covering the same area, but it takes more hits. So, so let's kind of run some, I know this is, uh, it's hard to define, but if we're doing a low-end daily fee, maybe municipal course, give me a price for them. Give me a price for what you would consider a medium system and give me a price for, for a high-end system, just so people are listening can kind of understand what they're getting into when they talk to their membership. Okay. Uh, daily fee or municipal, uh, part of the issue there, as you're well aware, is the fact that usually you have to pay scale wages. Uh, and that that distorts the, the prices a little bit. But uh, I think, a, 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 you know, a, a daily fee, a fairly low-end system is probably, uh, oh, eight dollars $900,000. Uh, Mid-range is... Uh, uh, maybe uh, a million three and uh, higher end again, we're still talking just daily fee slash municipal systems, maybe, maybe 2 million. Uh, and then you have to be careful uh, when you have to factor in, uh, you know, paying scale weights. Right, right. I, sure. That's a good point. I wasn't even thinking that, right. Because you're, you're uh, the, the installation of the system and who's doing the installation is going to have a, market uh a huge effect and 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 most municipalities uh require uh either out and out union uh, contractors or if they're not using contractors they have to pay union scale wages right right and those are invariably higher than uh what uh, uh private contractors will, will, will uh, have to pay so it, it definitely affects the the installation part of the job and and uh you know, ballpark number in 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 systems done with uh, non-union contractors is probably somewhere between fifty-five, forty-five, and even fifty-fifty materials to labor. But that gets out of whack when you when you pay scale wages. Right. Okay. And and Jim, from your end, keeping up with the technology. I mean, we talked about what it was in 1985 when you got into your own business. And, and, you know, we're talking about computers and all that. How, how difficult is it from your end to, to keep up and to, to understand what's going on? Uh, you, you have to spend some time doing it, definitely. And, and uh, you have to spend time with the manufacturers. Uh, you have to have a, a certain, uh, you know, relationship with the people in the manufacturing companies who are doing the innovative stuff. Uh, and especially when you get to some of the computerized control systems, uh, and you've got to you got to pay attention because they change very very frequently, and it also becomes an issue of uh, what you're going to recommend to a, a client uh, when the manufacturers are changing their, especially their controllers and their sprinklers. Frequently, they they change them annually. You go to the golf show and there's something completely new, and uh, right, it gives right. them an advantage over the other guy. And the next year, the other guy has something else, and. Uh, it's very important to stay up with it and, and to, uh, you know, properly uh, advise your clients. You, you, you got to keep on top of it. So we definitely spent a bunch of time doing that and a bunch of time uh, communicating with uh, uh, the sort of development guys in the different manufacturers. Right. You know, that's what I was thinking the last time I was at the show. It just seems like there's, there's significant improvement or changes or alterations from year to year. It's not that there's this kind of this three or four year or five year window of nothing happens. It seems like it's annually, like you said, if not 
even more. That, that's true. Some of it, some of it is bells and whistles. Some of it, you know, doesn't really prove much. It sounds good when the when they publicize it, but it really doesn't prove much. But a lot of the um, improvements are really substantial improvements, which lead to much more efficient irrigation and therefore something really of value to the to the uh, golf course. And, and as far as technology what, in any part of the irrigation system, what do you see coming down the road? Well, especially in terms of the control systems, uh, as you know, two-wire systems are, are, are becoming quite popular uh, as opposed to the conventional satellite, uh, central satellite systems. And the potential in the two-wire systems is, is uh, damn near unlimited. The number of things that are coming down the road uh, – uh, a lot of people don't like to use the word decoder, but whatever the device is that is receiving the signals on the two-wire system at the individual head, they have almost unlimited potential for information which they will be able to return to the to the central. So it can be read out on either the computer or, in fact, remotely through some kind of a web-enabled device. And these are things like right now with different manufacturers, you can read uh, amp loads, you can read voltages, uh, things like that. Coming down the road will be things like, uh, did the sprinkler actually turn? Did the water actually flow out of the nozzle? Eventually, you'll be able to tell on a compass basis where the head is pointed. It's pointed, uh, you know, north, and I want it to run just till it points to east. Uh, there's a, there's a myriad of things coming up that, uh, will be available. And, and, and I don't mean in 30 years either. I mean, in, in, in maybe, you know, five or 10 years, you're going to see a lot of this stuff. That's fascinating that you're going to be able to get that kind of information, which like which way the head is pointing when it's... A lot of people would say that's not a big deal. But um, if I want to run a, a, you know, a very quick syringe of part of my green, it would be nice to know. And of course, then the next thing would be, can you give me a sprinkler head, which will vary the radius as it turns? Wow. I wanted to throw 30 feet in this direction, and then I wanted to throw 50 feet in the other direction. Again, being being uh, more precise in what's going on with the water, right, and more more efficient. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 of course, one of the one of the issues we've always had and always will have is basically sprinklers, uh, you know, are circular and operate in circles, and it's very difficult to overlap circles for to cover the entire area and still be uniform. Because, you know, in some places, three circles overlap and others two overlap. In other words, four overlap. Right. And uh, with some of this new stuff coming along with the heads, we can overcome a lot of that. Interesting. Interesting. And, and as water continues to be and will continue to, to be an, an issue, are you, do you think down the road you're going to see golf courses in some parts of the country actually reducing the areas that they that they one say ones that irrigate rough now maybe won't be irrigating rough down the road. No question about it. And you know that that will be after you know we've gone through all the options, including you know using reclaimed water or treated effluent or whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, right. There will come a time, I'm sure, when even that is restricted uh, uh, for use in our type of irrigation. And and then you're right. Then then we don't have much left but to start reducing the area we irrigate. Right. You know, and just because I live in, I'm in New England, and it's just it's it's an issue if there's a season of a drought, as you know, you're in New Jersey, but in other parts of the country, especially ones that are being you know that use effluent water or or don't have the use of effluent water and in arid conditions, I just don't see, you know, I just don't see how they're going to be able to at some point 
to keep up with what they're doing, especially if the populations increase in the area and the, the use of, you know, well water and that kind of thing is, is uh, there's a greater, greater need for it. What's the golf course going to do? And you're going to have to, eventually you're going to have to take stuff out of play or be incredibly efficient with what you do. Well, be as efficient as you can, but there's a limit to that, you know, based on the uh, right. technology. And when you reach that limit, then the only thing left is, okay, uh, in order to use less water, I've got to irrigate less area. Right. Just can't, no, no, no way around that. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, you can make the case that uh, a lot of agricultural irrigation is not very efficient, but Correct. they have the uh, uh, benefit going for them of they are feeding us. And, and somehow that uh, gets <laughs> them a lot more popular in political areas than golf courses. Right. And, and as we all know, and, Golf is an easy target for a lot of people, and it will remain that way. It sure is. Yeah, it certainly is, and it will remain that way no matter what we do. And and unfortunately, I don't think we do as well as we could do in that area. I agree. Because, uh, most most of the preaching we do is to the choir, and that doesn't do any good. Right. You know, one question I wanted to I meant to ask you before, and I wanted to get back to it, kind of making the comparison to the to the equipment side of the of the golf course industry. You have your you have your three dominant companies. You have your dominant companies in irrigation. Do you ever see is it possible possible that there could be a new player in the business, somebody coming in from Asia or Europe to try to crack the American market? I that's a good question and I haven't thought much about that. Uh it 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 interesting if it happened it it might well be an Israeli company rather than a, a Asian company only because they are so advanced in irrigation. For obvious reasons, they don't have any water right. either. It's 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 kind of like California in this country. Israel is way out in front of an awful lot of the uh, uh, innovations in the uh, irrigation industry across the board, ag, uh, commercial, residential, golf, everything, uh, just because they have such a scarcity of water. So uh, I would I would I would kind of guess that if somebody does come in from overseas and get established, it might well be an Israeli. Company. Interesting. Interesting. I just and I had read something about that about the efficiency of what's going on there and how that may their technology may come to the United States because of uh, they're they're just so good at using water uh, and not wasting it. That's true, and, and and they're here in a lot of senses. I mean, most of the good filters uh, come out of Israel. Uh, okay. Or were designed in Israel. A lot of the uh, smaller uh, uh, sprinkler heads in the commercial residential stuff. Uh, a lot of that stuff comes out of Israel. They. They're, they're pretty sharp people in terms of developing technology. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, that concludes today's episode. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us today. And we've been talking to Jim Barrett of James Barrett Associates, Golf Course Irrigation Design and Consulting. Jim, it's been a very uh, interesting, uh, enlightening uh, half hour with you. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. You have been listening to the Renovation Report on TurfNet Radio.